Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. It's Friday afternoon and you're tuned into the Eagle Hour. I'm Bob Getty. I'm in the First Bank Studios right here in Hattiesburg, Mississippi on a cloudy overcast uh, Friday afternoon. Luke Johnson is up at Oxford. I guess Southern Miss gets ready to take on Florida State in the uh, opening game of the Oxford Regional. We'll be talking to Luke here momentarily. I want to remind you, though, Kelly Sander will be on the show a little later in the program. And also want to thank Dickie's Barbecue. What a great weekend to go pick up some Dickie's and take it home. Sit down, enjoy the ball game. Uh, you can enjoy Del- Dickie's delicious fresh food seven days a week through the drive through through the take-home. You can dine in the uh, restaurant, of course, right here in Hattiesburg and top it all off with some soft ice cream. Uh, what a better thing to do this weekend than have some Dickies. All right, the Golden Eagles uh, less than an hour away now from taking on the Florida State Seminoles in the opening round of the Oxford Regional as NCAA Regional Baseball kicks off here. Uh, well, I guess probably probably some games going on right now, and it's going to be a full weekend of uh, college baseball for all you collegiate baseball fans. Luke Johnson is in Oxford. He went up to watch the Golden Eagles play this afternoon. And, uh, Luke, I guess let's get started. Just kind of set the table. What's the atmosphere? What kind of Southern Miss crowd are you seeing? Uh, what, what, are you, what are you experiencing? Well, good afternoon, Bob, from Swayze Field in Oxford, Mississippi. Florida State wrapping up a batting practice. Eagles took batting practice first. They'll be the home team. And then we're set up on third base, some other – uh, writers Patrick McGee will be here in just a minute above me, but some other guys from the Pine Belt going to be around. We're uh, right above third base, kind of uh, if, you're, if you've ever been to the Swayze Field or seen it, we're kind of up in the suite section. We're outside overlooking third base, but Eagles are occupying the first base dugout right now and uh, starting to get loose. Hunter Stanley stretching a little bit down in that bullpen and going to be throwing here in just a minute, but Eagle fans, uh, there's gold in the stands. Of course, it's Go Gold Friday and Saw some, saw some of them in, uh, in the Oxford Square, and they're making their way here in Swayze Field in the ballpark. Well, the Golden Eagles won't, won't know what to do being the home team after a weekend that saw Louisiana Tech, uh, the home team, in uh, every single game they played, Luke. Yeah, Eagles, uh, I guess it's the first time in, in uh, two weeks, or no, no, three weeks that they've played as the home team because they finished up at FAU and then went to Ruston. So um, allows the uh, – Hunter Stanley to come out and try to set the tone from the get-go, but uh, yeah, they always say in regionals the, the two-versus-three game is always a toss-up, and of course, as strong as, as Florida State is, maybe their record doesn't show it that much, but uh, this is going to be a good game this afternoon at 2 o'clock. Well, I, I think I read where the, this is their 42nd consecutive regional tournament, so they're a pretty good baseball program. <laughs> yeah, if you look at the, the teams here, it's actually 42 until today. This is the 43rd straight regional Florida State has participated in. They've been to 23 World Series. Uh, just the national powerhouse, Mike Martin Jr., in his second year taking over for his dad, who was the, the legend, Mike Martin Sr. And, uh, yeah, right now they're clearing the, uh, the batting cages and field crews out 
as the Golden Eagles going to start throwing down the third uh, down the first baseline. But but yeah, I mean this is a, a matchup today. This could be a very very low scoring uh, affair if Hunter Stanley has his way. Parker Messick on the mound for Florida State, ACC Pitcher of the Year. So it's everything you want as a baseball fan in, in a two versus three matchup. You know, Luke, I read several publications last night uh, by D1 uh, Baseball America, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm hearing some really loud background noise, Luke. I don't know if maybe you can step away from that a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, really loud. Uh, so I, I read several of these publications last night uh, where sports writers from around the country were projecting winners of the various regional tournaments. And i got to tell you, I think about 40 Probably forty percent of the writers that were participating uh, in these uh, in these articles uh, were predicting Southern Miss to win the Oxford Regional. So there's a there's a belief out in the world of sports journalism that the Golden Eagles are equipped to go win a tournament like this. Yeah, that music levels better for you now, Bob. Yeah, much better. But Thank you. Yeah, this is one of those regionals where you feel like the one through three seed uh, could win it. Any of those teams could win it. And uh, who knows what might happen tonight with Doug Nikhazy not pitching for Ole Miss and Dodd for CMO pitching. So the key this weekend is going to be for the Golden Eagle starters to go deep in games. And then when the bullpen gets their chance beyond Ryan Ock, they're going to have to step up and they're going to have to maybe do what they didn't do the majority of the time in Ruston. And that's to seize the moment rather than the moment seizing them. Oh, Chandler Best is back with the team this weekend. At least that's what we were told earlier in the week, and that'll help because uh, that lefty was uh, sorely missed coming out of the bullpen last weekend. He sure was, and, that, and not just the fact that another pitcher, but another lefty. And so, you know, situationally, we saw Justin Storm come in in some situations, but because of his youth, he maybe wasn't put out there as much as a Chandler Best would have. And, uh, you know, you, you don't want to get in this situation, um, but, you know, do or die, you could go to Drew Boyd if you absolutely had to. I don't see that happening as long as the Eagles win. At the same token, it just it instills confidence, um, you know, as, as best because he came into the program as a starter, so he's just not a one- or two-inning pitch guy. He, or, uh, he can go deep in the games if you need him to, and so that it's kind of invaluable having him back this weekend. Well, I'm not going to say that no team can win a tournament like this if they lose the first game, because obviously you could. Uh, but it sure makes it a lot harder. I don't think you can place enough importance on, on winning this game for the Golden Eagles uh, if they really want to be playing Sunday and, and hope to win this regional championship. What did we say last week with Charlotte? You know, they, they were two and done. Came in as the number one in Conference USA and, and didn't even host. They fell out of that because they lost uh, the first game. And So, yeah, winning game one, um, of course, Scott Berry's always a, a game-at-a-time guy. But, you know, you feel like with the Golden Eagles, at least they're starting pitching. They have almost like a 1A and 1B guy. I mean, with, with Powell, the pitcher of the year is your game two starter. So, uh, all eyes on Hunter Stanley today. And, and really the matchup, it, it plays to each other's strengths. Hunter has given up 12 home runs this year. And that's kind of been his, his one weakness. Most of them, thankfully, have been solo home runs. On the other hand, he's a big strikeout pitcher, and Florida State does two things. They hit for power and they strike out. They have struck out 150 times more than Southern Miss has this season. So if Stanley is able to not keep the ball up and if the zone is, is more down than it is up, I think that's going to play into Hunter Stanley. But watching some of these Seminoles take batting practice today, a couple of them can mash yeah, they got a couple of big hitters, no question. You know, the Golden Eagles have fared very well against Ole Miss under Scott Berry, winning record 
I believe Coach Barry has against uh, Mike Bianca's club. Uh, we know Ole Miss, though, is good, and we, but we do know that Southern Miss can get on the field and beat Ole Miss in baseball because we've seen it. Uh, we don't know much about southeastern Missouri, and, of course, the first game is Florida State. So what in general can you tell our listening audience about this Seminole baseball team we're about to face, Luke? Well, just the, as far as the hitting side of it, uh, they have uh, catcher Matthew Nelson, 22 home runs. Elijah uh, Cabell, 14 home runs on the year. They've hit 74 home runs. So they do hit for power. Uh, as I just said, they strike out, but they've taken – I was listening to uh, some Florida State guys talk earlier. They have improved over the course of the season. Now, what's different between Mike Martin Jr. than his dad, his dad would, would tell his batters, you know, to work – counts and stuff like that. This Mike Martin Jr. Seminole team is going to be much more aggressive at the plate, so they're going to swing much more earlier in the count. And so that's going to be key for Hunter Stanley to, to locate first and second pitches. Uh, it's going to play into really the game because I think Florida State is going to be extremely aggressive. They're going to come swinging out of the dugout. Um, that kind of lends itself while they have a 245 batting average on the year. Uh, but as far as the, uh, the pitching-wise, Parker Messick is a, a real competitor. One of the things said about him is he can work himself out of jams, which uh, if you look at the Golden Eagles this year, hitting-wise, their, their Achilles heel has been where they can't get timely hits. And so facing almost like a bulldog pitcher today, they're going to have to have two or three of those timely hits uh, to win it today. FSU's biggest wins during the year have been against who, and, and who would you say have been their most disappointing performances? Well, they, they beat Notre Dame, who, who was a host in the, in the number 10 seed in the tournament. They swept Miami, who's a two seed. They split with Florida. Uh, but, you know, with those 30 wins, there comes 22 losses. They got swept by Pittsburgh earlier in the season. Um, and so, you know, you, you look at some of their, their wins and some of their losses, and in a lot of ways they're, they're kind of like Southern Miss. Uh, some, sometimes they come strapped ready to play, and other times you wonder if they, if they got off the bus. And obviously – Nothing intentional on either way that way, but it just seems as if when they're when they're you know playing well, they're really good, and when they're you know off, it, it's tough. So I think in a lot of ways, this is uh, Florida State may have a little more power than the Golden Eagles, but it seems as if the Golden Eagles' power is spread throughout the lineup a little better. But facing a lefty today like Messick, who's the ACC Pitcher of the Year, you you got to hit. You 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 feel like you got to get at least four or five runs to be able to beat Florida State today because of what they can do with one swing of the bat. All right, there's another game taking place in Oxford tonight. That'll be Ole Miss in southeastern Missouri. We're going to get Luke's take on that, uh, get a little more atmosphere from the uh, side of the Oxford Regionals. And we're going to make sure that Luke is wearing Southern Miss gear when we come back. So stay with us, everybody. More from Luke Johnson in Oxford on the Eagle Hour. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Warren Zevon taking us out of that first break, uh, Werewolves of London. Kind of appropriate since uh, Luke is up in Oxford. It kind of reminds me of that lyric, Luke. Uh, some of the Ole Miss fans kind of remind me of, uh, you know, the lyric says, I just saw a, a werewolf drinking a pina colada at Trader Vic's. His hair was perfect. 
And so I'm hoping you're dressed perfectly uh, for a day of baseball in Oxford, but I'm hoping you're not wearing khakis and penny loafers. No blue blazers either, I'm trusting. I have on gray shoes with black socks. I have on whitish khaki shorts, a gray shirt, and a black knit back sweat-stained Southern Miss hat with black Oakleys. So I am decked and ready. Now, I warned you about that. I don't think they allow stained net hats up there. But uh, if, you get, am, if you get thrown out, it's not my fault, I tried to tell you. I'm currently in the Diamond Club here at Swayze Field and have not been approached yet. So uh, <laughs> this will have a little more sweat in it because we're outside today. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, I got this sweat-stained net back hat on. The University of Southern Mississippi got the right, right, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're representing now, let me ask you this. You know, it's Florida State, Florida State. That obviously is who the Golden Eagles have to play. But, you know, they just got through battling with what I think is probably one of the most underrated teams in the country. I think Louisiana Tech, who the Golden Eagles played 11 times, as big and strong a hitting team as probably any in the nation. And I just wonder, I want you to compare what you, how you compare Florida State with Louisiana Tech. And then I want to ask you, what advantage did do those eleven games with such a bruising opponent uh, provide for the Golden Eagles here in the postseason? Well, first and foremost, Tech is a team they would be like Florida State, but with average. So you got to remember, at one point, like seven of the nine hitters in the Tech lineup were batting over three hundred, and then you've got power on top of that. Now, obviously, they didn't have a twenty-two home run guy, but they had several, I think, in double digits. So when you think about Tech and what the Golden Eagle staff has faced with them. They faced a power average team um, who, you know, strikes out less than what Florida State does. So, you know, you you feel like the Eagles are, are prepped for that. Regarding the, the conference schedule or playing a quality opponent like that 11 times, the Eagles have seen great baseball for, what, 20% of their season playing 11 times. Right. Um, I think one of the things that we hated the most about this season, but it's prepared the Eagles the best, are the eight four-game conference series because I know two of them are seven games, but man, you're looking at four games over, over three days. And, you know, to win a regional, you gotta, you gotta win four or five to in, in, in three days. So seems like as if the conference USA teams have already been through that for over two months and they might be, you know, understand as, as far as stamina uh, to be able to do that because we've had relievers come in on consecutive days and they've kind of battled through that all year. So I think the Eagles are equipped uh, from what they face conference-wise, uh, maybe a little better prepared than some teams going into regions. All right, so tonight Ole Miss in southeast Missouri. Southeast, we understand, has a very good pitcher. But Ole Miss elects to take their Friday night starter and move them, which would indicate, I think, that Ole Miss uh, feels very comfortable about handling uh, this southeastern Missouri team. Uh, your thoughts about that matchup later tonight? Yeah, so Doug Nikhazy moved to to game two by Mike Bianco. He's in the top 20 in three different categories, wins, uh, strikeouts per nine innings, and total strikeouts in the country. Uh, Hunter Stanley also in the uh, the strikeout uh, top 20 also. But, yeah, so they're going to throw Derek Diamond tonight. And, and I was talking to some Ole Miss fans before I got on with you. And kind of the fault is you, they saved Nikhazy because in, they were going to have to play Southern Miss or Florida State anyway. So think about that. You basically get a two-seed in game two whether you win or lose. And so that's the thought behind it. And, uh, you know, this old Miss fan, one in particular, told me, if you can't beat Southeast Missouri with your two-starter, um, how are you going to beat Southern Miss or Florida State with your two-starter? So that's kind of the logic on the old Miss side. It makes sense. 
Um, and I don't think it's an arrogant move at all at Bianco because he understands what's on the line. So the, the absolute best-case scenario is if Dodd and, and the Red Hawks from southeast Missouri go out there tonight, we're somehow able to pull off uh, – you know, a defeat of Ole Miss, McKaysey would throw in an elimination game, and if Southern Miss were to win, they wouldn't have to face McKaysey in a regional. That's a dream scenario. Right. Well, no question about that, and I think it's I think it's fair to say, now whether it's true or not, I don't know. I think it's fair to say whoever comes out the loser in this opening game we're about to see uh, would be heavily favored to beat Southeastern Missouri if that's who they play tomorrow. Is is that fair yeah. to say once they're starting, their their front line pitcher is gone? Yeah, Dodd Dodd will be done after tonight, and then um, the, the only thing that happened is he got shelled in the first or second inning and threw under forty pitches. You know, he may could come back and throw uh, an elimination game or something. But they hit two seventy two as a club. They got thirty seven home runs, so they have the least power of any team in, in this regional. So. Their MO this year has, has, you know, been him. And, uh, he broke off like eight or nine straight wins, struck out 10 Razorbacks when they played Arkansas earlier in the year. So he's got the stuff, uh, to be able to, to, to do it. But yeah, you would feel like if, uh, whoever, whether Southeast Missouri wins tonight or whether they lose tonight, Florida State or Southern Miss would obviously be favored in that game without Dodd. All right. So the winner of the game between Southern Miss and Florida State will play obviously the winner of Ole Miss, Southeastern Missouri tomorrow. What time, Luke? 5 p.m. So if the Eagles were to win today, they would get about 24 hours of rest and first pitch at 5 tomorrow. If they were to lose, they would turn around and play at 11 a.m. Dream match scenarios, if you win today and then you win tomorrow, you're off and only have to win one more game Sunday afternoon. Um, if you lose tomorrow, you got to come back and play uh, Sunday Sunday at noon. You know, and, and, But, yeah, if you, if you win today and you win tomorrow – you're high cotton. Only got to win one more to get those super regional uh, Sunday afternoon. So the championship game is Monday. Is that correct? Monday would be uh, so if you the two and one team would play the three and O team for the regional championship Sunday afternoon. If the two and one team beat the three and O team Sunday afternoon, then you would come back and play another game on Monday. Think, think 2017. You know, with Mississippi State and Southern Miss, they had to play a doubleheader there because of the rain. But, yeah, that's right. the that's only if necessary game on Monday night. So, loser of the first game, if they were to win the loser's bracket game, would play twice on Saturday. No, they'd play. They, they would come back. Play twice on one. Sunday. If I, I got you. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, before I let you go, uh, Southern Miss, not the only conference USA team playing uh, there are three more playing in regionals today, and this has been, no matter what happens from this point forward, this has been maybe the best year ever for Conference USA sports. And and I was uh, last night with uh, Neville Barr and Joey Hawkins on their show, and uh, Coach Barr said uh, not only that, but when you finish the regular season with three Mississippi schools in the top 20, maybe the best year ever for Mississippi college baseball. You had two hosts. Uh, you had another team, Southern Miss, who could have hosted. So all three teams could have possibly hosted. You've got uh, a one, you got two one seeds in Tech and Old Dominion. Old Dominion didn't submit a bid, or there would have been two host sites. And uh, so, yeah, Conference USA's got two two seeds and two one seeds. That's uh, pretty impressive as Old Dominion's over at South Carolina. So, yeah, I mean, you got to go back a long time to, to Tulane, East Carolina, some of those with power Southern Miss teams to get what you got this year from Conference USA. Which which Conference USA team do you think has the hardest regional? Which Conference USA team the weakest? How do you, how do you see the regionals that the four conference schools are playing in? 
Southern Miss probably has the hardest um, simply because uh, where you're playing it, and we need to tell our listeners, uh, Swayze Field has had seven of the, the, the top seven crowd games this year, biggest crowds in all of college baseball here at Swayze Field. So it's going to be a pretty amazing environment to play baseball in. So I would say Oxford first uh, because of where they're playing and, and Florida State being a, a, a two-seed, really, that's a three-seed. Uh, Old Dominion's got a pretty pretty tough go at, at South Carolina simply because they're playing in Columbia. So South Carolina, you know, is a two-seed. Uh, but, but at the same time, South Carolina could get beat by Virginia. And if Old Dominion were to win, they got to face Virginia, who's a lot like a, a two-seed uh, two that's got a three by their name, like Florida State. Um, Charlotte probably won't win theirs. Um, just because they've been fading fast. And so I would say Tech probably got the best draw of, of anybody. Tech being the 16th seed, I think overall they were probably the 8th or ninth hardest regional. So uh, Tech got a pretty good draw. I think Louisiana Tech's probably got the best chance to win. And that's probably, well, I won't even, I, I was going to say that's probably the regional that would have been here, but that's woulda, coulda, and and, uh, and didn't. So uh, best of luck, uh Best of luck to uh, all the Conference USA teams. All right, we've got one minute left, Luke Johnson. You've made the trip. You're up there. You're sporting your Southern Miss hat uh, in the middle of Ole Miss country. We've got a, a really tough regional that kicks off here in about 30 minutes. Tell us how it's going to play out in your mind. Well, how it's going to play out, I'm going to get the uh, the Red Hawk dog in game one. I'm going to get the uh, Seminole dog in game two. I'll get the uh, Golden Eagle hot dog tomorrow morning, and then tomorrow afternoon I'll get the Rebel dog. So that's kind of how it's going to play out <laughs> hot dog wise. Um, I really, I really feel like if if Hunter Stanley does what he needs to do, the Eagles uh, will will win this. And I feel like if uh, if they play Ole Miss tomorrow, I feel like it's going to be hard with Doug McKay. So Southern Miss, I think, will probably finish second in this regional uh, unless they can really. If they were to win today and, and, and get McKaysey tomorrow, who knows what might happen Sunday with Ben Etheridge were able to take them out. So my, my heart always tells me we're going to win it. My head tells me we're going to finish second with maybe a 1-2 and two or 2-2 two and two record. All right, my man, you sit back, enjoy yourself this afternoon, and uh, root the Golden Eagles on for us all here on the Eagle Hour. All right, Bob, to the top. All right, to the top, Luke. Luke Johnson, everybody, reporting live for the Eagle Hour from Oxford, Mississippi the home of the Ole Miss Rebels and the site of the 2021 Oxford NCAA Regional. 30 minutes away, Southern Miss and Florida State. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. What a weekend to be at 4th Street Bar and Grill. They're going to be uh, serving up uh, the Golden Eagles here in about 20 minutes. And also, of course, great food all evening and uh, uh, lots of specials over the weekend. Uh, No matter what time during the weekend the Eagles play, you can be sure that uh, the game will be on at 4th Street Bar and Grill. So say hello to Slade and the guys. I also want to thank... Campus Bookmart, we uh, overlook that, campusbookmart.net for their sponsorship of the show as well. You know that that's where you can go probably by the middle of next week and get those Oxford Regional Championship T-shirts that we're all hoping uh, 
the Golden Eagles take care of this weekend. So uh, if you've got the, some Southern Miss swag on your wish list, then make sure you make a visit to uh, Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Uh, so Kelly Sander joins me. Kelly, I was out here last night uh, uh, with uh, Joey Hawkins and uh, and uh, on the uh, Inside the Locker Room show with Coach Neville Barr as well, and uh, who both of whom you know very well. Right. Uh, both of them really feel like the Golden Eagles are going to make some noise. And Coach Barr said he just he wouldn't be surprised to see them win the tournament. You're talking about the, the baseball. Yeah, I, I, I agree, Bob. Um, considering the, the overall youth of this team, you know, usually coaches will get on the radio or whatever and they'll make ex- excuses for their poor season by saying, well, look at how young we are. You know, and when you look at the Southern Miss baseball lineup, the number of freshmen and sophomores that are out there and to have competed like they have at this level and the pitching staff staying healthy by and large for most of the season. Um, you know, anything is possible in a, in a four day weekend. Now there's no, no, no question that, that uh, getting Florida state as a draw in the first round is that's, that's a tough one. Okay. But you're going to have to beat these good teams anyway. And you remember a couple of weeks ago, when Dustin Dickerson took the mound, the shortstop for Southern Miss, and everybody was saying, you know, what's, what's Coach Barry doing putting a kid in there who's not pitched at that level? And, you know, what is he trying to throw the game away? Well, you know, when you look at it now, in a tournament like this, the regional that they're going into, if you have to plan for a maximum number of games. And if you are planning for a maximum number of games, you have to think, how am I going to manage my pitching staff? Where I'm going with this is, is it's not unusual in these tournaments where a lot of innings are thrown, a lot of games are played, that you, that you might have to rely on a guy that you haven't necessarily had to use during the regular season. So the fact that Dickerson got on the hill a couple of weeks ago, um, you, hope, you hope that it doesn't go that far, that he doesn't have to tax the pitching staff as, as, as deeply as a couple of weekends ago. But it's nice to know that there's another guy that right. at least knows knows what it's like. I I, I would not. I'm telling. You, I I did not think overall that Southern Miss would have this good of a year. Now I didn't think they were going to be lousy by any means, but I think to a degree they overperformed based on the number of freshmen and sophomores in the lineup. And I agree with Coach Hawkins and Coach Barr. I think there's a there's a real chance. You know they've played Ole Miss in the past. They're not intimidated. With that, um, yeah, I I can joke and say I'm just I'm, I just thank God it's not South Alabama, but <laughs> exactly. I'd much rather that, I'd much rather play Ole Miss than South Alabama. In in, in tiddlywinks, I'd rather play <laughs> than. But so they're not intimidated by the whole Ole Miss mystique and things no, like that. And no. look, and the Ole Miss people will tell you they won't say it publicly, but from Coach Bianco on down, don't think that that they're not scared to death and really nervous that it's going to come down between them. And Southern Miss, because if it does, if it does, and Southern Miss wins, it's oh. a lot more than just baseball. Uh, right? And let me tell you, if it comes down to that, all the pressures on Ole Miss, Kelly. That's my view. Sure. All the pressures on the Rebels. No and question. they know that. And right. they know that. And right. if Southern Miss were to emerge victorious, what that could also mean, you know, down the road for, right. for a player here or there. Right. Hundred and thirty-eight wins between these four teams playing in this regional. Uh, and I, I I don't have it in front of me, but that was that's probably uh, more wins than uh, in the last three years over on the Little Debbie Cake uh, Regional in the other part of the state, Kelly. I think you're referring to the one in Starkville, right? 
Yeah, the Little Debbie Invitational. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Madison Central is the favorite in that one. Yeah, oh. Jackson Prep though could be the dark horse. I mean, I think hey, they man. have they have an opportunity. And don't forget the Raiders <laughs> of JA Jackson Academy. They can be tough too. You know, whoever so. put that up on Facebook was. <laughs> That was pretty funny. Hey, Bob, I gotta, I gotta ask you too. This is just a real quick question. Do you do uh, like texting and stuff, and no abbreviations on texting and all that? Uh, not, not really. No, why? Okay, because because uh, I, I want to know what because sometimes people will text me IDK, and and I'll say so. I'll text them back and I'll say, "What does that mean?" And they'll always text back, "I don't know." And I'm going, "Doesn't anybody know?" Now, what is it? I I don't know. Uh, Kelly, you're asking a guy that people used to text LOL to me, and I thought it meant lots of luck. <laughs> so, I don't, you're asking the wrong guy. Luke will be back Monday. You'd probably need to ask him. Hey, I don't want to okay. get I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, and hopefully yeah. the Golden Eagles are going to be playing baseball, you know, for another month or so. But when the baseball season does finally come to an end, it's going to be time to take a little bit of a summer break and then turn your attention toward football. And uh, we haven't talked much about that because we all love college baseball on this show. And, and now it's their stage right now. We, we all understand that. Right. We enjoy every game. But, you know, we've got an entirely new era coming up. And I, and I was thinking to myself last night, Kelly, and you tell me if I'm – maybe if I'm a little overdramatic. This, this could be do or die for the Southern Miss football program. And what I mean by that is we're counting on this new coaching staff to get this team back as the as the team to beat in Conference USA and back to a nationally notable mid-major like they were in previous years. But it's been a long time, Kelly Sander, and if if this if if this go round doesn't work out, I just wonder what your thoughts are about the program. I I don't think they're gonna have to quote unquote win it all, however you want to measure that that phrase. I, I don't think it's a thing it's a situation where they have to like win the conference. But I think it's important that they show improvement, uh, you know, uh, significant improvement. I'm optimistic in that regard because talking with several of the of the assistant coaches, you know, uh, Mark Kreiner and Brandon Lacey and some of the, the new assistant coaches, you know, it's it's not necessarily about how much talent your team has, but it's also how much talent do other teams in your league have, right? And a lot of these assistant coaches who are new in the fold at Southern Miss have had a chance to look at the, the talent that's already in the cupboards. And all of them, independent of each other, have said the same thing. There's a lot more talent on this roster that was, than was evident last year. They, as coaches, are encouraged that there will be significant improvement in this just the first year. And if, if Will Hall's enthusiasm as the new coach translates into wins, I think that there's many reasons to be optimistic. And if you ever follow the Golden Eagles blindly, you know, this is, this is the year to, to do it, to get on board, because, uh, because this football team is going to be a lot better than people think they are, including other teams in this league. Now, will it be good enough to win their division? Will it be good enough to win the league? I don't know, but your point of that there has to be significant improvement this year. Otherwise, those clouds of question marks will continue to get darker and darker. It is a, it is a pivotal year uh, for the Eagles, but I am really optimistic, more so than I have been in other years, that they're going to be better than people think they are. 
And, and another reason that I think it's a pivotal year, as you just described, is is to get fans back in the stands, Kelly. You got to start winning some of these games. You you got to come out of the gate, and you've got to win some of these non conference games against. You know, with with all due respect, we're not playing Oklahoma. You know, in the first couple of weeks of the season, you've you've got to come out. I believe you got to come out of the gate strong if you want to get people back in the stands, build the atmosphere, and, and do all those things that is going to be required. Uh, you know, to build a football program back. Winning solves everything, but another thing is the style of play that you exhibit. M.K. Turk, the late basketball coach at Southern Miss, understood that basketball at the college level needed to be entertaining. And, and slam dunks and alley-oops and things like that, they were not only winning games, but they were doing it in an entertaining fashion. And Will Hall, being a younger coach, whose generation was much more visually motivated than, say, our generation, is not going to do the handoff to the right, handoff to the left, because he knows Although that may win some games here or there, it's not going to sell tickets and it's not going to generate any excitement. I think he understands that. So, but, but as far as crowds going this year, I don't think it's going to be as big a worry because COVID just had everybody so stir crazy that fans are just ready to, to get out. They're ready to, to mingle again. They're ready to be with their friends. They're ready to tailgate. They're ready to go to these games. Um, I, I, I just—it's just really exciting. I think we're ready, right. you know, for a season to come up. Can the Golden Eagles return to the level of the glory years, or has that time passed all the schools like Southern Miss in the country? I'm going to ask Kelly that when we come back. Also, of course, want to ask Kelly his thoughts about how this regional will play out, and uh, and there may be a little retrospective from both of us about the baseball season in general, and and where we are compared to earlier this year when all we could talk about on this show was COVID. So Kelly and I will continue the conversation and wrap up this week of the Eagle Hour right on the other side of the break. Getting ready to wrap up the Eagle Hour this week and watch the Golden Eagles play Florida State in baseball. This segment sponsored by D1 and D-Bat. Great place for baseball and softball training. And on the D1 side, uh, for athletes of every age and every sport, uh, great people down there. State-of-the-art facility. And uh, just we're lucky to have that here in the Pine Belt. And so we hope you'll uh, keep D1 and D-Bat in mind. Kelly Center, I'm an old guy like you. and, and, And one of the advantages of that is I had a front row seat to the true glory years of Southern Miss football, the Bobby Collins, Jim Carmody, Jeff Bauer years. Uh, can we get back to that level, or are those days gone for the mid-majors like Southern Miss? I think it starts, Bob, looking at the league, the league that, that Southern Miss plays in, the league that it played in back then when you were playing you know, the, the Metro Conference you know, in, in basketball when you were playing the South Carolinas and the Florida States and things like that, part of what made 
the Southern Miss National Mystique was that they were playing teams on that big of a stage, schools that were that big. But with conference realignment and some people going, some people staying, you know, the conference isn't the same. It's, it's watered down, if you will. So, too, then are all the, you know, are all the other teams that are in the league just aren't of the prominence um, that, that the other teams were in the original days. So to go back to those glory days, part of what made it the glory days were those other great teams of national note that they were playing and beating. So probably not. And and when you, when you take into account, too, that Southern Miss used to just make a clean haul in recruiting the panhandle of Florida. Well, now a lot of those athletes are being competed for by, you know, South Alabama and Troy, uh, to, name, you know, to name a few. Um, you know, Georgia State is in the Sun Belt now, out of Atlanta. So a lot of those uh, areas that Southern Miss used to just practically own because they were the only thing going, and it isn't the case anymore. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but that's okay. That's okay. We, the Eagles and the Eagle fans have to understand what they are, you know, where they're going, and whatever is presented, which is the Conference USA as it is aligned today, that's what we have to go out and win. Right, you have to get back to dominating Conference USA football. Right. Taking whatever bowl game you get, playing your best in that bowl game, and understanding that if you do that consistently, you may find yourself, you know, in, in one of the New Year's Day bowls. But I agree with you. I, I think there have to has to be so – I, I hate this expression, get to the next level. Well, we, we you know, we heard that once before. And uh, I think we all saw the results of that. So I hope that everybody moving forward be supportive of this staff, realistic as to the landscape of college football. And, Kelly, do what me and you do. Sit back and enjoy it. Enjoy watching Southern Miss play football and not worry about what Alabama and LSU are doing. And I, I'll, I'll always tell when I see a football player occasionally, um, I'll, I'll tell them these exact words. I'll say, hey, man, I really enjoy your work. And they always look at me kind of funny. And they go, that's kind of weird that you said work. And I said, well, what you're doing is work, buddy. It's work. You know, uh, going out there in 100-degree temperatures every day with that equipment on and getting your head busted by guys that like you right. You know, in <laughs> right. practice. Uh, so it is work. And, and they are, even though they might all be 6'4 and 260 pounds, they're still kids, right, right at heart. Right. So, um, you know, if you're going to say anything, you know, your old mom's adage, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything, uh, at least to the players anyway. Right. You know, be supportive and, and but, they but will. But you agree, right? Enjoy Southern yes. Miss football and quit worrying about LSU and Alabama. Correct. Okay. I, I agree. Because we can't change the circumstances. Right. They are what they are. So these are the cards that have been played or given to us. So let's try to make a winning hand out of it. All right, 90 seconds left. You are a father of a college baseball pitcher and a very good one. Uh, John Carter, of course, played at uh, Northwestern State and I think through a year for William Carey University. Uh, So you know baseball as well as anybody. What do the Golden Eagles have to do? And if they do it, can they win the Oxford Regional? Yes, they can win the Oxford Regional. And I don't think they have to do anything a lot different than what they've been doing. Bob, if if these freshmen and sophomores – won't be goo goo gaga eyed over this larger stage. They're going to be just fine, mm-hmm. and I don't think they will. I don't think they will. But I don't think they'll be intimidated one bit. Now, how that shakes out, I don't know. But it, it truly is just another game. It's just the opponents 
are going to be a lot better. So there's very little room for error. But I think they're up to the task. And you and I both agree, do we not, that this has been a great year for such a young baseball team. And kudos to the coaching staff for getting these kids where they are this afternoon. Yeah, and, and that, that biggest piece of the puzzle that lots of times they don't get mentioned is that, by and large, the team has stayed healthy right. all year. That's a huge piece of the puzzle. Right. So uh, let's go down swinging, but not go down anytime soon. I want to see them uh, – I want to see them do what you and I both believe they're capable of doing, and that's going up there and winning this tournament in Oxford. It all starts in just a couple of minutes. Kelly and I will be back Monday. And until then, best of luck to our beloved Golden Eagle baseball team and Southern Miss. To the top, baby. Mississippi Media Production.